Why, hello there, my fellow kings and queens. Welcome to the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast, where you will learn how to rule over your Dynasty League for years to come. Now, allow me to introduce you to your hosts, Max, Peter, and Jace. Here we go, episode 14B of the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast. Back on a Saturday with our gambling special, we have Mortal Locks, player props, and a specially curated Sunday Night Football parlay from all of the Monarchs. How are we doing, guys? We're going to be a lot better when we hit these bets, Peter. We're going to turn the ship around. I have a rare form of energy right now. For some reason, I'm feeling really, really vibrant, really happy about our bets this week after talking, you know, trying to make sure that everyone's hitting the stuff that they want to where we're very confident in our bets this week. We've, we've ran the math on them too. So mm-hmm. we're really excited to bring them to you. But before we're able to do that, I did want to thank our sponsor game day liner spice up your tailgate this season with the original turf truck bed liner game day Use the code dynasty 21 at checkout. And that's all undercase Dynasty 21 to get your own custom truck bed liner. It's perfect for the office, perfect for your tailgate, perfect for anywhere that you want to represent your logo or brand. Use code Dynasty 21, again, Dynasty 21 at GameDayLiner.com to get your special discount. And with that being said, we're going to get into our Mortal Locks of the Week section. And I'm going to pass it off to Jace first because I'm going to decide today the order. No more leaving it up to fate. We're going to yep. decide the snake draft order. <laughs> I'm going to be confident in it. Yep. Well, I'm going to be confident in these picks. It's time to get on the right track of things. I was really close last week. If you guys were following along on Twitter, uh, the line setters for the Titans game, which they were just too good, man. They got the implied point total right on the money, and uh, we missed – uh, the Titans covering by our the half a point or one point or whatever you want to call it. So this week we're going in, we're going to get them right. Uh, my first pick of the week for my spread, I got the Arizona Cardinals at Seattle and I'm giving uh, Seattle one and a half points at home for minus 108 odds on FanDuel. I just think, uh, you know, Kyler's status is still up in the air. Um, Rush just had his week to be rusty. I think he's going to be back. This is going to be a tough divisional game. And uh yeah, I think both teams are due for a little bit of regression. I think the Cardinals are due for a loss within their division. I think Seattle's due for a win to climb up the the standings a little bit. So, uh, yeah, Seattle plus one and a half for minus one hundred eight odds on FanDuel. Yeah, I just I don't see them rushing Kyler back this week. I, they have a bye next week, so I think they'll give him the time he needs to recover. I get it's a divisional game, but I, I just don't think they're going to rush their superstar back. Yeah, it, even though it is a divisional game, it's like the Seahawks are so far out of the picture. They have no chance of winning the division. So what's even the point? Right. They're not really going to compete with the, the Cardinals for that division lead. All right, Jace, I love the pick. We're going to move into Max's spread right now. Oh, you just want to snake us around, Peter. I know how Ooh, you work. You know what? You know the <laughs> schemes that I'm playing. Oh, this is This is bad. But I'm going to go with a good pick which is the San Francisco 49ers at the Jaguars. And I'm going to take – How do you – what do you call them? What? The Jaguars? What? Jaguars? Jaguars. Jaguars. <laughs> Jaguars. Urban Meyer? The Jaguars. I'm taking the 49ers minus six and a half. 
Um, we saw what they did on Monday night, and, you know, maybe they'll come off a little cold and they're going from West Coast to East Coast, but I think the defense is really improving a lot better. Um, I think Jeff Wilson's going to have a monster game, so in any fantasy format, play Jeff Wilson. Um, Jimmy G looks very good. He's not turning the ball over. Kittle looks good. Debo looks amazing. I, is I just, Debo playing? I don't, I don't know if he's playing. Well, I don't. If he doesn't play, then I uke to the moon. So for sure. I mean, I don't know. I love. I really think the 49ers are a very good team, and they're like, they're really close to breaking through that window. So I like them beating the Jaguars by more than a touchdown. All right, I love that bet as well, Max. I really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was trying to find to see if <clears throat> what Debo's situation was like, but I think he's been logging uh, limited practices, and I don't. Oh wait, here it is. Um, Debo has a shin injury and is fully cleared to play this week. So, um, he'll be out there. I'm sure. Yeah, no, they're probably going to stick it to them. The only thing that I would say is the Jaguars played a close game, uh, against the Colts, deceivingly close game against the Colts this past week. Uh, and you just never know in the league with the way that the game shakes out, but no, I think that's a pretty safe bet. I agree. Uh, with that being said, we're going to roll into my spread of the week, my lock of the week. Green Bay is 9-1 and one on the year when it comes to being against the spread. And you know what? They move on to 10-1 and one this week. They're going to be playing uh, at Minnesota. I'm going to take the Packers minus one. You know, sometimes these sports books, they just lay a gift in your lap, basically saying pick them, which team you think is going to win. I just really cannot see Green Bay losing. Uh, obviously that there's, there are like certain outcomes where they do lose, but I don't think any of them are really feasible. The defense is playing out of its mind. Aaron Rodgers is playing well while Aaron Jones is out. They made sure that they solidified that running back position in the draft with AJ Dillon a couple years ago. And he looks like a, a force to be reckoned with when he runs the ball. Mike Zimmer's defense has been suspect all year. I, I just really I look at the implied points. It's 24-23. I I just say, how does this game look that close? I can't see the colors with the games with, like, those points being that close. I think Green Bay wins by more than probably four or five. You bring up A.J. Dillon. Jace has this love for A.J. Dillon that goes beyond fantasy, I think. Try to get A.J. Dillon from Jace in a dynasty league. (laughs) Trying to take food from a baby. Like, it is crazy hard to do. Yeah, man. No, AJ Dillon. I mean, I'm sure we'll cover that eventually on one of our upcoming uh, Wednesday pods, but I'm struggling to find a, a better dynasty asset across competing now and trying to rebuild. Like I, I think he's just the perfect fit for any dynasty roster. So yes, I'm, I, I do have some irrational love for Mr. Dillon. Do you love his quads, Chase? I love his quads. Definitely love his quads. That's what it is. I mean, it doesn't hurt. All right. Enough talking about the quads. Let's talk about <laughs> winning some bets out here. Uh, looking at my over-under, it's going to be a rare pick for the under here. Uh, Dallas at Kansas City, under 56.5. I feel like that's just so many points. When you when you look at the implied point total, it's 30 to 27. And obviously there's a couple worlds where the over does hit. But I see that Amari Cooper's coming out. Clyde's going to start getting worked back into it. Dallas's defense has looked better. Kansas City's defense has looked better. I just feel like in the grand scheme of things, if you're going to give 
an over 55 and a half line. So this is 56 and a half. It's, it's just ridiculous to bet the over there and, and feel good about yourself afterwards, even if you win. And again, the implied point total is 30 to 27, which would be a great game to watch and fun to enjoy, but I just don't think it's going to come out like that. Yeah, I think they say that they have to set it that high, though. I mean, if they set it anywhere in the 40s, everyone's going to slam the over. And I mean, maybe a lot of people are going to slam the under, but I think everyone's wanting that uh, Kansas City versus Rams game we got a couple of years ago. And I, just, I don't know Ooh. when that's going to be replicated, but I don't think it's Dallas versus Kansas City. So I like the under two, Peter. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, I just think both of these defenses are a lot more solid than I think people think, especially Dallas over the course of the year. But Kansas City, over the past three weeks, they've been a relatively tough matchup for running backs and quarterbacks and all kinds of positions. So, um, yeah, I, I really like that pick. That's probably my favorite over-under of the week. Yeah, that I, I like I like both your picks a lot, Peter. Like, If I'm a betting man, I'm riding with Peter. Yeah, hey, Peter, P- Peter makes you money. Dude, what's your what, what's your record at this point? Let's uh, you know, we gotta let him know. We gotta let him know how high. My total record at the moment is eight and three, uh, with one Let's push go. in there. I believe. I believe that there's a push in there, uh, and I'm up. the The Excel spreadsheet's telling me. I don't know how true it is with my bank account. No, I'm kidding. But uh, <laughs> it says I'm up four hundred twenty-one percent or four point two one units. Let's go. Profit, so. And that's all profit, no investment uh, mm-hmm. lingering over. It's not yes, bad. Not bad at all, man. So everybody out there, we got to ride with Peter until uh, he shows us otherwise. You know, this is true. Like, let, let's let it happen. All right. So, Max, we're going to get into your over under the week. Yeah, I, I just I can't take unders. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> I can't get myself to take an under. So I'm taking the over. In the Monday night game of 49 and a half of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Giants. Um, I think Tampa Bay themselves can score 49 points. Um, I really do. And I, I think the Giants, they're a decent team. Where I see them getting 13 to 20 points. And I think Tampa Bay, I mean, they can score whenever they want. I think Bradbury, what's the corner's name? Bradbury? James Bradbury. Bradbury. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure he, he's going to be out. Antonio Brown. Logan Ryan. Logan Ryan, is he out? No, I think he's playing, which is important. He's great. Yeah, he went to Rutgers, right? Are you rah rah? Well, getting blown out by Penn State today. That's right. But I don't know. I just I can't take an under, and I love watching primetime games, so that's why I'm taking the over. I love that pick, Peter. This was this one's very equivalent to you taking the over in the Bills Jets game, either yeah. last week or two weeks ago, whenever that was, because Brady's coming off a loss. Um, against the Washington football team. They're at home. This is exactly like the Bills game. I, I think Tampa is going to be able to put up all the points needed in this game. Um, and anything the Giants score is just cherries on top at that point. Oh, it is. A, it's in Tampa. I thought it was in, like. Oh, it's in Tampa. It's even it's, better. Yeah, in Tampa. They're, they're about to just absolutely rock Daniel Jones. <laughs> Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones and the boys. Excuse me. Yeah. Daniel, my my joint hurt after getting <laughs> destroyed all, all night by Tampa and Vita Vea. Jeez. Yeah, uh, no, that's a great pick. The only the only counter to it that I could possibly see in my mind is the Thursday, not Thursday, the other Monday night game this year was Kansas City against uh, the Giants, and mm-hmm. that was an under by a long shot, I believe. I think it was like a thirty-seven point final. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like the Giants defense does periodically show up, but all the stars are aligning for the over to hit here. So I'm completely with you, Max. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Peter. For sure. Me too. All right, Jace, you're over under to wrap it up real quick. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm going back to the well and I'm going in, into uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Chargers and I'm, I'm taking an under again. I'm going under 47 and a half uh, for minus 112 odds. Uh, the people are favoring the under. And for good reason, because Pittsburgh has hit the under in 75% of their games and the Chargers have hit the under in 66% of their games. So um, just riding the math, it, this one, the under should be favored. I just, I don't, I don't think Pittsburgh is going to be able to put up any kind of points um, against LA. And I know LA can probably score. I know they're missing Minka Fitzpatrick and Joe Hayden, um, but the Chargers, they've been somewhat mediocre um, from a scoring standpoint over the last few weeks. So uh, I, I love the under here. I love some awkward silence as well, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, Max, Max, you're always slated to talk next. Yeah, but I just I feel bad always talking next. But uh, I I always nonsense. I hate to see when people continue to go back to the well and get hurt from the well. Jace, I wish I wish you nothing but the best, but it just it's so painful to watch. It's like know, going dude. back to that ex-girlfriend that keeps breaking your heart. Yeah, exactly. It's hard for the homies to watch. Same I've, been, I've been victim. I've been victim of that as well. <laughs> All right. That's going to wrap it up for our locks of the week. Moving on to our next part of the show. We have our player props. All of us have one player prop that we are almost guaranteeing to hit. And then after that, we are – going to get into our curated Sunday night football parlay that we all worked on tirelessly for multiple days, slaving away to give to you guys. Only so the best for the we'll, monarchy. This is true. So Jace will continue with the snake to you on your player prop of the week. Yes, this one, I don't think I've ever been more confident about a prop hitting. Um, I'm actually going to play a parlay just with this player too. I'll speak about that after, but I got AJ Brown over 77 and a half receiving yards. Um, He draws a matchup against the Houston Texans who have given up the eighth most yards to opposing wide receivers this season. They give up 173.2 yards per game to opposing wideouts. Um, And in four matchups against Houston throughout AJ Brown's career, listen to these stat lines, five catches, 58 yards, two touchdowns. 10 catches, 151 yards, one touchdown. Eight catches, 114 yards, one touchdown. Four catches, 124 yards, one touchdown. A.J. Brown has absolutely dominated the Houston Texans throughout his time in the NFL. Um, Now there's no Derrick Henry. There's essentially no run game whatsoever. Julio Jones on IR. A.J. Brown might go for 200 yards in this game and three touchdowns. So, 77 and, a half, uh, 77 and a half yards is just criminally too low. You have Stefan Diggs, his props set up like 95 and a half yards. So anything below, honestly, 100, I'm willing to play it. So, um, I mentioned that uh, I hinted at a parlay. I will be playing uh, A.J. Brown over 100 yards and to score a touchdown. I believe that comes out to about um, plus 306 odds or something like that. But I absolutely love A.J. Brown this week. Yeah, I mean, when you see those numbers and you see the history, I mean, history only repeats itself, as they say. So, Ooh, time's a flat circle. <laughs> Is that what they said, Peter? Uh, that's my favorite saying. 
Nine's a flat. If so. it has happened before, it will happen again. That's right. So if I beat you in fantasy, it will happen again? You know what? If we, if we run the simulation a million times, I'm sure. That, you know, <laughs> it won't happen once. It might happen twice, if you're lucky. Oh, well, twice out of a million, Peter. You're so kind to that. <laughs> but, Jason, uh, I like that a lot. I'm going to be riding that one with you as well. Yeah, and on top, I didn't mention it. It is minus 113 odds on FanDuel. So um, not as juicy as I would expect it to be. And if you're on win bet, um, I got it at 72 and a half receiving yards, which is just, I think 77 and a half is criminally low. 72 and a half, like, what are we doing over there, win bet? I mean, we'll take it. We'll take it, but get it hey, together. Look, don't say it too loud. Don't say it too loud. <laughs> Maybe they're listening. All right. All right, Max, let's get your player prop. Yeah, I'm also extremely confident in this one, and that's Mark Ingram's over for rushing yards of 53.5 versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, if it was Kamara playing and there was no Ingram, I think Kamara could probably put up 300 yards himself all purpose. Um, very sad that he's hurt. It's very Kamara, sad. Kamara owners tier. Yeah, sad. I played Kamara in one league, and he still hasn't changed him out, so I'm not too sad about it. But um, <laughs> I think Mark Ingram's going to get the rock 18 to 22 times a game. Um, they're not going to throw the ball that often, like as they usually do. As they usually do, so I, I think 53 yards. I think that's very doable. I like that one. I'm actually look trying to find his rushing plus receiving. It's at 86 and a half yards. How do you feel about that one? Uh, I I'd rather just stick with the rushing. Okay, because yeah. he's been getting some receiving work too. Last two weeks. Seven targets and five targets. So 12 over the last two weeks, nine catches in the last two weeks. Not bad either. All it takes is one. That's right. That's that's going to be the new saying on the show. All it takes is one. All right. I like that one. Thank you. All right. So we're going to get into my player prop for the week. And anybody that listens to the show on Wednesday realizes that I am infatuated with Dallas Goddard and Dynasty. And I see him this week against a incredible run defense in New Orleans, realizing that Jalen Hurts is finally going to have to pass the ball. I think Sean Payton's a great coach and he's going to realize that the Eagles have, like, the only way that you're going to beat them is if you force them to pass. Uh, Dallas Goddard is going to get so many receptions. It is insane. I think he'll probably finish the game with like five or six, but his line is set at 3.5 receptions. I'm slamming, absolutely slamming the over at minus 112 odds. I don't know who loves uh, their player more, AJ Dillon or Dallas Goddard. I mean, you two are actually <laughs> these players, man. Hey, yeah. look, at least, at least we're passionate about them. You know what I mean? Somebody's got to be right. passionate about these guys. That's right. I don't know, Peter. I, I am not as high as Dallas Goddard for Dynasty, but I think the game script is going to say pass the ball, and I think he's going to be the number one option in Jalen Hurts, so I really like that he, a lot. He's a guy that gets over, I think it's like over 30% target share. And, you know, while the passing pie is like super small, it's still going to pay dividends for this uh, for this bet. Yeah, I absolutely love that one. I love his yards, too. Um I think it's said at 41 and a half. I love his yards. He's awesome with the ball in his hands. Um, I see him having a huge game just because Devonta Smith is going to draw Marshawn Lattimore in this one. Mm. And Marshawn, you know, he, he hasn't really been the greatest cornerback, 
Um, he hasn't really been what we've always known him to be, but Devonta Smith is a super young rookie. Marshawn's been in the league forever, um, a seasoned veteran, if you will. So I think Devonta Smith might get the clamps this week, and uh, that just screams more passes going Dallas Goddard's way. All right. That's all of our player props this week. And to wrap the show up, we have a custom curated Sunday Night Football parlay. Again, we've been slaving weeks, crunching numbers. You know, I, I look like the guy that's sitting in the corner room with a cigar in his mouth with the green bill hat, just crunching all the numbers uh, for the Sunday night parlay. But we have – let's have everybody do their own leg. So let's okay. keep with the with the snake draft. So I'll start. Oh, you just I like Justin again, that's all. It's just the snake. Anybody that knows me and listens to the show knows that the snake draft is just the most superior. It screams fairness. It does. There's, there's no other way to put it. It's it's completely fair every time. Right. Uh, but we will go with the snake. And I see Justin Herbert's rushing line is set at 10.5 yards. Contextually, context, game context, TJ Watt's going to be out. That defense is going to play a little bit more prevent, I would say. So I can see him kind of running around and scrambling to try to find guys open downfield and just get these little three- or four-yard chunk rushes on, like, third down, stuff like that. I think 10.5 yards is criminally low for the context of this game, and I really see the overhitting. In their nine games that they've played this year, Herbert's hit this 66 point six 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 you know repeating percent of the time uh and he's come close another time the other the other two he was a little bit lower uh a little bit lower in the negative ones or negative twos but those are against bad defenses that let him sit in the pocket all game long uh Mm -hmm. i really don't think this defense is gonna let him he's gonna definitely hit this over on the rushing yards yeah yeah Uh, when i saw that i was like wow like that is definitely a lock for the over um and it's just one play. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. The no TJ Watt is big time for me. If he were in the game, I'd be a little hesitant, but I think Pittsburgh's going to be able to provide enough pressure to flush Herbert out of the pocket a few times, but not having TJ Watt gives him the, the ability to spring it, um, you know, past that prop line, um, you know, and not get caught in the backfield. So I, I love that one. Yeah. Um, so snaking back to me. This is probably one of our favorite players here, and it's Pat Fryermuth, the Muth. Um, the we, we probably text about him more than anyone in our little group chat that we have, but I'm going with his over for receiving yards of 34 and a half. That's criminally um, low. It's very low. He's hit it four out of the past five games uh, over that mark. Um, I think the Chargers have a very good secondary that they're going to be locking down, Claypool, Johnson, stuff like that, but their linebackers are pretty suspect. Um, I don't really think Najee's going to do much there on the ground. So I, I think Firemuth would be a nice little dump off for Big Ben and 34 yards. That's like three catches, honestly. So I like him a lot. It really is with his A dot. So that's about right for his, his over, just three catches. Yep. Mm-hmm. The Chargers as well, they are the sixth worst um, NFL team, again, or defense that is, against opposing tight ends this season. They gave up 64.78 yards per game to opposing tight ends. And the last three weeks, Pat Fryermuth's targets have gone like this. Nine targets, six targets, seven targets, and actually going back even another week, uh, seven targets. So target shares there, um, as long as he's catching the ball, 
I mean, he's going to be efficient with him. He's a huge target in this offense now, so I love that one. And Jace, right back to you for your last leg of the parlay. Okay, yes. For the last leg of our parlay here, um, I know we were going to stay away from touchdown scores, but I'm feeling this one. Um, This one's Mike Williams, anytime touchdown score. Um, The Steelers this season, they are giving up um, 1.11 touchdowns per game to opposing wide receivers. Uh, Mike Williams this season has 14 red zone targets, which ranks uh, number seven across the entire NFL. Um, He's only caught six of them so far, and I think he's due to possibly regress a little bit, get himself in the end zone. I know he had one bounce off of his hands last week. I I think it's just the he's due argument a little bit. So I love that one. Positive regression is definitely due for him. He's been having some rough times, and the listeners know how I feel about Mike Will, but uh, I, I really, I really see him having a bounce back game this game and and reeling all the fantasy heads back in, thinking that he's good. Yeah, and on just uh, two cherries on top. I think we mentioned it earlier. No Joe Hayden, no Minka Fitzpatrick. Top two corners are out. The dude's an athletic freak. If he's healthy, I think he gets in the end zone. Just takes one play. It's our motto here. That's right. One. Uh, and this parlay has a combined odds of 607 to hit. So your $10 bet pays out 60.71. I'm sure in the morning it might swing up, might swing down. Obviously, all these lines are due to move at any given moment. So the second you're listening to this, take a look. If you like our bets, bet with us. If you don't, tell us we're stupid. Yeah, and then we'll us. tell you, yeah, tweet at us, tell us we're stupid. You can tweet at us at Dynasty Monarchy on Twitter. All of our individual handles are there. But with that being said, we're going to wrap up the episode. Anything from you guys to end it? Have a good Thanksgiving if you don't listen to the Wednesday episode. But Gobble, gobble. Gobble, oh, gobble, yeah. enjoy some football. And we have a nice Thanksgiving special coming up this week. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And, again, if you have a gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. Serious, take it very serious. Uh, and then I believe that's going to be all for the show. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Pod, wherever you get your podcasts. And we will look forward to seeing you on the Thanksgiving episode on Wednesday. That's right. Yeah. Peace out, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast. Fancy some fantasy advice? Tweet or DM at Dynasty Monarchy on Twitter. Until next time, farewell, my fellow kings and queens.